Uh, I just believe in the process, and we're, we're going to win going through the process. Now, Bill's Mafia. It's time for the main event. So sit back and enjoy the show. Bill's Mafia, welcome to the Red, White and Buffalo Blues. Joined by Robin, and as you can see here, we're joined by the lovely Hannah Wilkes. Hannah, welcome to the show again for the second time. How are you doing? I'm Good, thanks. Thanks for having me back. I don't often invite get invited back to things, so this is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, you are a should we say a diehard fan, Rams fan, or is that yeah, coming that up? Yeah, yeah. And we're going to obviously talk Rams and Bills, and obviously the opening game in what was about thirty odd days now. Was it thirty seven days, something like that? I have no idea. Thirty seven, I think. Yeah. Yes. September the 8th, Thursday, September the 8th. Yeah, but for obviously people that didn't watch or listen to the first um, first show when we had you on, just want to get obviously a brief introduction about yourself, how you obviously got into the NFL and obviously how also you became a, um, a Rams fan. Yeah, so um, my name is Hannah Wilkes. I work for Sky Sports across a whole range of sports, um, but a big chunk of my life is the NFL, um, which I'm very fortunate that that is my job and that I get to indulge my uh, my passion for the game into actually putting a roof over my head. Um, so yeah, I got into the sport. It's funny, actually, I never watched the NFL or had much awareness of it beyond like knowing the name Tom Brady and knowing about the Super Bowl. Mm. But I never really watched it until I started working for Sky. Um, and I was a runner on one of the London games a very long time ago now. It was uh, the Buccaneers against the Jay Cutler-led Bears at Wembley. Um, and I got loaned out to Fox as a host broadcaster. And I watched it from the gantry um, up there. And uh, alongside Daryl Johnston, who I was like, he's wearing some blingy rings, not knowing they were <laughs> Super Bowl rings. Um, and I, was, I loved what I was seeing. I was watching rugby. So there's these guys hitting each other hard you can yeah. hear the smashes the balls flying out in all directions um and i'm like this is chaos but i like it <laughs> and so i got my first lesson in nfl and american football from daryl johnston which is pretty in hindsight i wish i'd been aware of who he was at the time and maybe should have been doing my research as a runner as to who i would have been was going to be working <laughs> with but you know you live and you learn um and from yep. then on in i got so into it started watching it on a Sunday night so I talked to the guys in the office about it and learning more about it um yeah and the obsession sort of grew from there and then there were some opportunities doing like little Facebook lives and social media mm. stuff for the NFL coverage started geeking out on fantasy football and various forms of it that we've played different versions through the years um, and then the Rams it was funny because I was trying on a lot of different teams besides you know like right didn't grow up with this sport who am I going to root for? Um, yeah. So I tried on a few. A very dear friend of mine has been out in the States for a very long time. She's a Steelers fan. She had some strong opinions on who I was not allowed to support. <laughs> um, and that ruled out quite a few. Um, and it, was, it wasn't until um, I was watching All or Nothing, Los Angeles Rams mm -hmm. season. I think they were on Hard Rocks that year as well, or around that time. And just actually kind of seeing the inner workings of a team there amidst that move from St. Louis to back to LA um, yeah. and kind of needing fans and actually getting to know some of the the players and coaches and all the rest of it through that documentary mm. is kind of what made me 
so okay, oh, Rams are quite an interesting team. And then they they were playing in London, I think that season, maybe the season after. So saw them a few times over here as well and declared myself a member of the Ramily. And it's been a fun, productive, championship winning ride ever since. That's good. That's good. I mean, it's the London game really that, that obviously probably got most of the newer fans into it, regardless of what teams they support and all that. And I know, um, obviously, we're still waiting for the Bills to come back, hopefully when... when Soon. They have to at some point in the next seven years, I believe, based on yeah. the CBA. <laughs> we're, 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 hoping that, we're hoping that they actually win the Super Bowl this year and they decide to bring them to London uh, next year. But we'll, uh, that is where it gets tricky. I, I think it's yeah. hard to see a Super Bowl win in London. We can, we can always dream and all that. Uh, I know. I know. Robin wants to ask a question about the um, the London game. Yeah, well, well it was, it was a sort of a, it was a two part because I, I was actually at the Bears uh, Tampa Bay uh, game as well. I remember. I think it was just off the top of my head. I think it was something like twenty four seventeen, something like that. I remember that because Sounds Tampa had it. It was there, yeah, because the Bears won, but it was live going into like the last two minutes. So I, I seem to remember it was actually, if actually, if that was the first game that you watched, that's not a bad introduction, actually, because that was one that went right to the last possession and it went right down. It was a fourth down conversion. I just remember that and the Bears got it and then they just kneeled it out for like the last minute. So I just, I, mean, I do remember that. I honestly couldn't <laughs> tell you any of the details. I have but, a feeling there was like some wild run at some point. Um, but I honestly can't remember many of the details. At that point, I was mostly excited about the fact that Jay Cutler was married yes. to um, the girl from the hills and Laguna Beach. That's where I was. Oh, yes, that's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, right. No, but things have changed. Yeah, no, going to be a... Yeah, there's going to be a pointless and mastermind champion. I don't like to talk about it. Um <laughs> The, the question I did want to ask about the international series. So, so me and Matt managed to see the Bills independently. We didn't know each other then back in, in 2013. And there was always a question at that point when at that time, I think they were playing two games a year. Very quickly went to three games a year and then it was it was four games a year. And it really felt at that point that it was really a question of of when rather than if that there would be a London franchise and people I even remember at the meeting we got to meet Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas and Neil Reynolds was hosting it and so we did this sort of meet and greet with, with the fans and it really felt like we were even like throwing around London names we were talking about royals and you know that kind of thing and you know palace palace or or something like that as being like a London team and we've still got the fans we've still got the the sellout but in the past couple of years, it's almost seemed like where it was moving from maybe 32 teams expanding to 36 and that London would be possible a new destination or that if the franchise became open and a lot of people talked about Jacksonville and obviously there was time even for the Rams actually when they were leaving St. Louis, perhaps even Buffalo at, at one point when, they, when the owner died. But in the last year or two, it almost seems that it's like the 32 teams seem to be staying as they are but with a greater international look so we'll still have the london game but now there's a berlin game they're talking about a dublin games so obviously a lot, a lot of irish contingent mexico games probably canada games and and, and then for, obviously we wouldn't get you to betray any trade secrets that you know but what <laughs> what's what's your sense that you see perhaps the international series moving in, in the next few years 
the fact that you think I know any trade secrets is hilarious. <laughs> I'm always Got the it. last person to know. And also it's Munich, not Berlin. Um, oh, God, sorry, big So this is what I would say to that is I think that conversation about a UK-based franchise, a London franchise, always was one that was had around the international games. And when we were having four games a year, you start to think, well, that's half a home season. Why not make mm. it one team? I think the NFL is now much more focused on growing the game globally than in any one market. And I think you've seen that with the home marketing areas that were announced back end yeah. of last season. So you've got teams that are dedicated to growing themselves in certain markets. So like the Rams have got Australia, for example, in the UK, we've got the Vikings, the Jets, the 49ers, the Bears, Jacksonville, um, someone else who I'm forgetting, and that's going to really annoy me. That'll come to me later. Um, but you've got those around key markets like Canada, Mexico, mm. Germany, Seahawks. Are, you know they've got their home marketing area in Germany, and that means that teams can independently be operating mm. and marketing themselves yeah. in those in those areas um, independently of the league. So it means, for example, that the Jaguars game at um, Wembley. That's not one of the leagues sort of international games. That's one they're doing because the UK is one of their marketing areas and, and they see real value in that. So I think you're going to see that focus much more internationally. Like you say, we've got London games this year. We've got German games this year. There might be more in the future. It's, it's mm. a multi-year commitment to playing games in Germany where they have got a huge fan base. Yes. It has yeah. to be said it's in many ways sort of overdue that they're playing a game there because... Wow. They've got professional leagues out there. They've got a huge, huge fan base, a lot of history there with the NFL Europe. You've got a game in Mexico again this year, Mexico City. So I think we're going to see that focus more. And I think that the reasons are multitude, and I can't speak to why. Like I don't work for the NFL, but something I noticed and something I've hypothesized on is that I think one thing that sort of COVID and the pandemic up was the realities of how difficult it could be. Mm have a whole team a whole franchise in a different continent in a different time zone we saw it in rugby yeah. league during the pandemic yeah. the canadian team couldn't compete and they've not come back to the super league as a result so i think i think things shift and i think there's much more value for the mm. for the league to be yeah. global rather than just concentrate on growing in one country or even one continent um and mm. i think that in itself is actually really exciting because you know, it's a sport that is a US product. It's so American, but it has got these growing fan bases. And, we, you know, it's always got cult following for groups of people over here. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, you get you get a greater product when something's truly global and it benefits mm -hmm. everyone. So, yeah, so I, I, I noticed this year at the London Games that we did have, and they did feel a bit different because it was COVID still lingering. But that London franchise conversation didn't really come up in the yeah. way it had so I think that conversation's moved on, but I think we'll probably see more international games as a result, both here and elsewhere. I hope. Yeah, no, it's, it's almost similar to back in the um, back in the day. Obviously, when soccer was booming over here, we took it abroad, and obviously that became a uh, big, uh, big worldwide global thing. Pretty much the NFL, in a way, is pretty much followed that that need almost yeah i think yeah if you look at the premier league the premier league is so huge around the globe um mm. and you know you look at 
the Manchester United shirts that get sold in China and everywhere else. And I think they're like, you, you want that, right? You, that's what they yeah. want to see because it just it means more money. Yeah, and exactly. they, always vote, they always vote against Rangers and Celtic joining the Premier League as well, don't they? Like every year they apply, don't I'm they? I'm not getting into that. <laughs> no, 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 but I'm saying, I'm saying the Premier League vote against I'm not taking a position on that. I'm just stating that that's what, that's, that's what they do. Because the, I think, as you say, I mean, I was married in Indonesia and everywhere you go, there's a Manchester United it's, it's I was just in Kenya. I was yeah. just in Kenya and they have buses painted with the faces of Chelsea players and with the Chelsea badge all over them. Which was very confusing to start with. It turns out there's a huge Chelsea fan base in Nairobi. Brilliant. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. But let's let's move on. Let's move back. Let's go back. It's Bills. Let's talk Bills first, and then we'll go into preview the Rams and get your your views and let's preview the um, week one match. Obviously, from last season, what the Bills have done um this season, including taking a very nice player from from the Rams, ironically, uh Von Miller <laughs> in Von Miller. Well, how do you see the Bills, um, Hannah, actually um, this season and what you've seen of them from the um, from the off-season and the draft? I mean, do you know what? Less from off-season moves in the draft with the Bills and more just what they did last season. They weren't necessarily the standout team that was kind of pulling everyone's attention through the regular season. But my goodness, Josh Allen in primetime has become a whole different kettle of fish. Um, and yeah. what they did in the postseason as well. I mean, 12 seconds, guys, 12 seconds. I don't need to tell you. 13, um, 13 seconds. 13 seconds, sorry. Don't take a second off that. Yeah. We hate them. Don't, make, show, don't make us show the tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and I think, I think the thing with the Bills is they were a good team last year. They were there or thereabouts, and I think they've only made moves to make themselves sort of more dangerous. Um mm. Von Miller, what I will say is this. I would love to see Von Miller win a Super Bowl with three different teams and the third one be the Bills this season. I would love that for him. Um, I think that's a great move. I think what you're noticing is a lot of people using plays from the Rams playbook here as to how to build your build your roster. So I think Von Miller, great. I think as well, James Cook, the draft pick mm -hmm. running back, I think is going to really, if he does what he's supposed to do and be able to do, um, I think he's yeah. going to really open up that offense because that's the thing, right? You don't really have a run game, let's be honest, which is no bad no. thing when you've got Josh Allen, but it'd be nice to have that extra. <laughs> he is that on extra game. Yeah, that, so that, that's think, the thing. Yeah. Everyone's hoping Josh doesn't run quite so much <laughs> this year. He needs to him a little. At least less, you know, more more run when intended rather than just running. Yes. But that's the fun. That's the, what makes the Bills fun to watch as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think James Cook adds a real, a really fun dimension to the offense. I think Von Miller, Von Miller, it's great on the defense. And I think what you've got, you've got so much depth. You've got a, a quarterback who, the way he has grown from being like so-so to elite level yeah. QB is, he's one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch. Um, so, I mean, all the preseason hype, everyone's saying it. Bills, Super Bowl, oh, it's this year. Alan's still on a rookie contract, blah, 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 blah. And I think it's real, but there are things you just can never legislate for. So you've got to stay healthy, uh, which yeah. is the main thing. Um, but I think the talent is there and, you know, you should be, <laughs> should definitely make it to an AFC Championship game this year and should really be in the Super Bowl. And um, Kaya Ilam, is it Ilam? I never can get his name right. Yeah, yeah. Kaya, yeah. Yeah, I think as well. 
him in the secondary is huge. I think he yeah. would be a great, great addition. So I think they drafted really well. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the Bills this year. I really am. I spend yeah. too much time with Phoebe Schechter because I do find myself rooting for you guys an awful lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It was lovely. We've got, we've got a second team. Obviously. Yeah, Bill's one hundred percent. I'm not just saying this because it's Bill's podcast. One hundred percent, my second team. My sister, who's been trying to get into the NFL for years, she's finally last year decided she was a Bills fan. I told her, I feel like Josh Allen's a good fit for you. She's fully in now. With, although every time she texts me, she's like, "The Bulls won." I'm like, "The Bills." Correct. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, the commitments there. Yeah, uh, but no. It's, I think when it comes it, to this, I think when, sorry, sorry, Matt, you were speaking. No, no, carry on, carry on. No, I was going to say was when it when it when it comes to the when it comes to when it comes to the Super Bowl, it's not so much Super Bowl or bust because that that that's the question that always asks: is it Super Bowl or bust? It's Super Bowl or failure this year. It's not. We we will still have the chance as long as Josh Allen's our quarterback. We will have a chance of a Super Bowl for the next I think five or ten years, come what may, because there's always that possibility. But having got to the championship game two years ago. Having had an absolute heartbreaker against the division, divisional game, and that's a whole other question about what would have happened in the championship game. I, I think the Bengals may very well still have won. A lot of people say 13 seconds from a Super Bowl win. I disagree. I think there was a very good chance that's, yeah, we, that we would have been absolutely. And I think the same thing happened to the Chiefs in that in that championship yeah. game. They ran out of steam in the second half because of what had happened in the previous week, and I think that very likely could have happened to us. But I think what it is true to say. If we don't make the Super Bowl, yeah, the season has to be regarded really as a disappointment. And if we make the Super Bowl and don't win it, then again, I think the disappointment is still just as strong. So it's it's Super Bowl, please. <laughs> I think this year, I think I think it's like I think we, you know, as exciting as it is to talk about Von Miller and all the new draft signings and Kyrie Lamb's great and James Cook's great, and we've got a, a drafted uh, wide receiver. Uh, Khalil Shakir, who could be very, very exciting as well. As great as it is to talk about potential, I have to deliver on the potential now. It's like, well, we've got a good enough roster to win the Super Bowl. Better go and win the Super Bowl now, then, haven't we? I, I think All that's I our. As someone who had to live the whole Super Bowl or bus narrative for their team last year, it gives added stress, but there is also that knowledge that in football, there are things that just don't go your way. You don't know what's going to happen with injuries. Um, you don't know what's going to happen in overtime, what calls are going to go your way, this, that, and the other. So enjoy the ride. Enjoy being oh, God, yeah. right up there. And like you say, when you've got Josh Allen, you've got Stefan Diggs, you know, you're going to be you're going to be in that conversation for the years to come. But it does mm. feel like this with with those extra pieces that this year is a real opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's do it. There's 37 days. I've worked out. There's 37 days. I was crunching the numbers in my head till the uh, till the <laughs> opening day. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to match Robin sometimes, where he actually just goes like that, and he actually gives a date, he gives a play, he gives a fact or something like that. He just with a click of his finger. But um, round week one, obviously, Rams. You've even said before we came on. Um, before we came on, the draft probably will be like 20 seconds long <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> How how did you feel that the Rams did in the offseason with obviously the limited draft picks and obviously what they managed to do in regards to who they signed and obviously who they who they released? Obviously, one of them, obviously, as I say, Von Miller, one of them, but all the other guys that have been released and the guys they've signed. How do you really look and see how they've done in this um in this offseason? 
I think that's tricky, isn't it? Because, you know, it's very rare that you can keep a championship winning team together. The mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers being the exception that proves the rule. But even that doesn't guarantee success a year later because you just don't know what's going to happen with with injuries and, you know, everything else. Yeah. I think obviously there was always going to have to be a fair bit of movement on the Rams roster this year because there is a cap. I don't know how Les Snead manages it how he does but there is still a cap and there are limits I think I mean look from a Rams perspective I never pay too much attention to the draft I think one thing we have done consistently and that is underrated is that we've taken those late round draft picks and we've turned them into Cooper Cup Um, and you know you look at our sort of defensive starters this year as well and a lot of those are late round draft picks and now they're decent players so there has been that ability to develop players there's there's no one that stands out as a great draft pick from this year because we just didn't have the picks but you know we might have logan brust starting on the o-line 104th yeah. round 104th pick overall good luck to you logan i hope you can hold your own up there <laughs> um, but well, generally when you look at the business that they've done is they've they've prioritized the two key pieces on offense and the two key pieces on defense you've still got Jalen ramsey under contract you've extended matthew stafford cooper cup and you've paid aaron donald and yeah. when you've got those four pieces, those four stars, you build around them. I think yeah. um, I think Alan Robinson. Now, I was skeptical, not going to lie, when it was like, I've signed Alan Robinson from the Bears. I was like, what, is, what has he done? What, like, I just don't know. But from the word coming out of training camp and the occasional clips you've seen, Alan Robinson with a decent quarterback for the first time yeah. in his career is a different beast and is much more versatile and really adds a sort of multi-dimensional threat. He's not just that slot guy that we all thought Mm. he was. Um, So that's exciting. And then Bobby Wagner as well, right? Okay. Past it, old, whatever. And the Rams are an aging team generally. So three years time, I'm not expecting us (laughs) to be, you know, we've got no draft picks and everyone's getting old. It's long-term. This really might, really might hurt. But in the meantime, win some championships um i think what we saw with von miller last year and i th- mm. hope we'll see with bobby wagner is there something about what they're doing in la that brings the best back out of these guys um yeah. so i'm pretty good about that signing too i think um yeah if we can get we can get even 70 percent of the old bobby wagner then that's worth having on your team so yeah. in conclusion um i was feeling better <laughs> about things until van jefferson got hurt in training yeah. camp like he did today fingers crossed it's not too bad but i still think obj is still a free agent and they haven't signed him because you don't know what's going to happen between now and november time when he's likely to be back healthy i still think yeah. we'll see him in a rams jersey before february that's my mm-hmm. gut feeling and sean mcveigh was joking about it as well when van jefferson got hurt and when he jokes about obj he usually ends up on the team um, <laughs> so yeah so i i think i think it's an okay sort of team i think it's in decent enough shape really yeah i mean you've mm. got you've still got oh, i know he's been injured you still got one of my favorite players obviously when he was a bill um robert woods um there he's i don't gone. know how far he's gone is he gone is he bobby bobby trace has left the building he's a cult now did he oh when did that happen oh, yeah I missed that. very sad about oh. that actually um but uh, you know oh right. that's, that's me the, that's me yeah game. <laughs> but no, I've made you not Berlin. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at sorry, guys. I just fact check for you all day. It is my full time <laughs> job. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
if I make a mistake, I've got I've got at least a couple of people now that actually will be able to correct me. So that's all I'm all, <laughs> I'm all good. I'm all safe. <laughs> but no, the one the one guy I like from your pick, um, your draft pick is the is the cornerback you got in uh, round six, um, Darian Kendrick. I like you him. Don't, you tell me actually. about him because I am not read up on this guy. <laughs> he's he's a physical guy. He, he did play. Um, he was a converted wide receiver, so you know he's going to have that. Um, that skill set of a wide receiver that would be able to translate into um, into his cornerback role. I think going late in round six, I think there was a load of personal issues. I think some a few red flags that made him drop. And having like a season or two at cornerback after making the transition, he is going to be, in my opinion, he could be a really sneaky pick. And like you said, the Rams do well with their low with their uh, late round picks. And I think you're looking at another gem in in Kendrick, really, to be honest. Well, I shall Unless... mark his card. I'm excited. I haven't, I have literally haven't heard that name anywhere. I'll have to look him up. No, no, definitely. <laughs> I'm still I mean, midway I be, through my I could, prep. <laughs> <laughs> I could be 100 wrong come the end of the season, but from what I've seen and what I've read about him a few times, he's actually um, he is a guy that really is one to um, really look out for. Um, and a guy that can actually that has that experience of a wide receiver, so he has that has that mindset that he can bring into a um, into a cornerback um, cornerback position. So any any player that has a that swapped positions should have a little bit more oomph to them. Let's call it that, or a little bit more experience because they know how that position was was played. So in my I opinion. I think we're going to see that a lot more because there's so many good wide receivers coming out of college as well that they kind of need to be sort of spread out around the, mm. the field a bit more. And if he's learning from Jalen Ramsey and Troy Hill, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Do you think? So, uh, go on. Can I ask Hannah a quick, quick, quick question just just on the round? Do you think? And then we'll do our you know, is it predict, we'll do predictions after that. Um, do you think that there's a chance that? Being the Super Bowl champions, the Rams, there's a danger perhaps that they have something of a. I was trying to think of the best way. It's almost like a victory lap year, almost where where it's like that they don't quite have the the, the that sort of hunger and determination. It's like we, we we've sort of we've made it a little bit, and they're still going to be a very dangerous team because of all the players that we've that we've mentioned. They're still going to get their wins, but perhaps. It's difficult to win a Super Bowl and then run it back, isn't it? It's difficult to to go back to that final game again. Do you think that there's a there's any danger? Not that they would ever take anything easy, but just that 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 sense that they might just ease off just a little bit. I don't think there's any danger of easing off. I think there's a reason you become a professional athlete or a coach, and it's not because once you've won it once, you sit back and retire. If that was the case, Aaron Donald mm-hmm. would have retired. Sean McVay would have yeah. taken the Amazon TV money, and there'd be rolling all the way to the bank but they're back in training camp doing what they do so i don't think an element of complacency i mean i just i don't think that is a thing for professional athletes and that's what makes them so fascinating to the average joes like the rest of us because i think well if i if i don't 100 mil i think i'd um <laughs> what's left to do um but i do think it is so hard to run it back and that's why we've we've not seen it very often you know yeah. that's why even the the Bucks getting you know to the division around last year, and they were very close to the, the NFC Championship game. That's hard. We, you know, we've seen Kansas City and the 49ers be there and thereabouts over the last few years, but it's been no means easy. And there's a reason no one's won back to back Super Bowls in recent 
memory. You've got to go back to Patriots for that. So mm. I don't think there's a danger of um, complacency. I think there's the, I think there's the added element, maybe a little bit of it's a copycat league. So you're seeing a lot of these other teams now doing what the Rams did and the Rams have mm. given away or traded away all their draft capital. So they're not going to be able to make those moves like they could for, for Von Miller and for OBJ, et cetera, yeah. last year, because other people have caught up to it. I mean, mm. you know, look, look, look at what the Broncos have done and the yeah. Dolphins are doing. And you just think yeah, everyone else is doing that now and they've still got their capital to, to give away in exchange. The Rams don't have that, but I'm sure Leslie is coming up with something equally clever because he's a mm. smart guy. Um, <laughs> and I also think as well, we're trying to run it back. There's that added fire in everyone's bellies when they're playing their reigning yeah. Super Bowl champs, right? Because it's not just, you know, the Bills playing the Rams, which is always an entertaining game. It's mm. the Bills playing the Super Bowl champions from last year and they want to prove a point. Yeah. Had they got to that game, they could have beaten them. Um, so I think that makes, I think everyone, I think everyone else works that tiny bit harder every week to find a way yeah. to beat you. Yeah. yeah. So going into going into the season, what's your expectations for the Rams? I mean, looking at your schedule, I mean, there are a few hard games on there, obviously, us um, against us, against the Cardinals, um, the Buccaneers, you've got Chiefs in there, uh, Packers possibly. What's your what's your expectation going into the season? Do you do you foresee them taking the um the NFC West and actually getting well, hopefully, in your opinion, getting to the um to the Super Bowl itself? But what's your what's your expectation? Is there any like banana skins, so to speak, that could could trip up the Rams? Well, I'm looking I'm looking at the schedule. And I think the the hardest thing for the Rams this year is that the NFC West plays the AFC West. And the AFC West right now is what the NFC West was this time last year. That division yeah. is absolutely stacked. I yeah. think at a divisional level, the Rams should win the NFC West. I mean, yeah. don't know what the Trey Lance yeah. their 49ers are going to be. They could be knockout lights out. They could be average. You just don't know at this point, which yeah. is... A little bit nervy because it's the 49ers <laughs> and they always find a way to be there in January, don't they? Um, exactly. But Seattle really don't know what's going on there. No, um, no. They're not they're not the threat they, they have been. Um, and the Cardinals, although Kyler Murray is a great quarterback, I have some questions around a lot of the other pieces that they've they've mm. got there and just their ability and I keep saying this I sound like such a cardinal downer person but just their ability to do it for 17 weeks of regular yeah. season football um mm. so I think it would be a real disappointment if the Rams are in the fight for a wild card spot unless and this one horribly wrong with injuries and Matthew Stafford's mm. out and Aaron Donald gets hurt so I think there's an expectation that you win the NFC West um but it's a tough tough schedule um, there's very yeah. few when you look at it and go, oh, yeah, that's a win. In fact, I'm looking at one now. I think week six, Carolina, that's the only one I currently feel. Oh, week two, Atlanta. Week six, Carolina. Yeah. We'll take those. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's two. But the rest is like Buffalo, Arizona, San Francisco, Dallas, Tampa Bay. Like, Green Bay. Raiders, Green Bay. Christmas Day, yeah. Denver. Like, it's it's a really tough schedule. Um, so, I mean, yeah. Got to be, got to be in, um, got to be playing football in January somewhere. Either. And I, I do think what we saw from the Rams last year, Matthew Stafford in particular, is that it's those final couple of minutes. That's where we win games. You prefer yeah. it if 
tied up a lot earlier, but when a game's on the line, they are quite happy to be behind in the last two minutes, which is heart attack inducing for a fan. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a tough regular season schedule to get through. The NFC is so open now, honestly, it's so hard to predict, but mm. I think I would be very disappointed if they don't win the NFC West and on, you know, there or thereabouts in terms of seeding. I think it's between them, Tampa Bay and Green Bay for those one, two, three seed spots. Yeah, we, we all know that when that happens, Green Bay will get number one. They'll probably screw up the first, and then blow it first week. And then, and then it'll just be I Rams. Mean, one and of, one of these days, they're going to have to change that narrative. But then <laughs> who is Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball to? Aaron Rodgers? Maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Well, that yeah. money. Yeah, well, Sammy Watkins, he's got to come back. Apparently he's doing quite Sammy well. Watkins. <laughs> yeah. I, li- I liked him when he was a. I liked him when he was a. Yeah, player. yeah, we drafted. We drafted him. Yeah. I like uh, him. No, it's it, just bouncing around, doesn't he? Yeah. No, exactly. Can't stick. Can't stick. But let's let's predict it then. First, we, if you can, if you if you can put a prediction on, you don't have to. You can sit on the fence if you want. Thirty-seven no days time from now, SoFi Stadium, Bills Rams. Come on, Hannah. What have you? What have you got for this? Let's let's see. Let's see. Is you gonna sit on the fence or? I think I'm gonna sit on the fence, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, here's my thing. I've got like a head heart situation, and it, I hate doing predictions at the best of times, especially yeah. those seven days out when no one's played a game of football in six plus months. And preseason exactly. for these two teams, I'm good. It's gonna be wholly irrelevant. Because we're not yeah. going to see many starters for either side on the field. Yeah. Because um, you're not going to risk injury when you're both in, you know, Super Bowl contention, you hope, on paper, theoretically. Um, I think the Rams have to win at home mm-hmm. as Super Bowl champions in SoFi Stadium, where they last played and lifted the Lombardi Trophy in February. Yeah. Um, but we really struggle against the Bills. And I really hate watching the Rams play the Bills. I love watching the Bills unless they're playing the Rams. And yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm going to sit on the fence. I'm uh, because it's both got good defenses. You've probably got the better deep. You've got the better defense. Yeah, and I just don't know. You've got enough moving parts. I don't know. I think actually the Bills might have the edge, but I really hope I'm wrong. Head versus heart. Heart saying Rams. Head saying Bills. (laughs) I know. I mean, I mean, because the last the last game that was pretty much the nail biter. That one where. It was the 35, um, 35 32 um, to Tyler, the Bills. Okay, Tyler that Croft, was Tyler Croft touchdown. Uh, and that, but the series, I mean, it's eight five to the Bills in the in the series um, so far. I think um, your last win or the last in what era? Last win was, um, this is going back since the seventh nineteen seventy. They've really played each other. There's only really been about two. There's only been oh. about two in recent memory. We don't play each yeah. other all that often. The, the one yeah. before that was... I can, I can remember, I can remember both those games really clearly, though. There was one really early on in September. Was it last year or year before? Uh, year 2021, before. where the Bills led 28-3, and it was over at half-time, and then the Rams came roaring back, led 32-28, and then Josh Allen took us downfield with a minute to go, scored with about mm-hmm. 10 seconds left. That was an absolute blinder. Of a game, the proper heartbreaker. But I think before that, and Matt, if you've got it in front of you, I think the one before that was St. Louis, and I think it was when Fitz, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 
was our quarterback and we had half a chance of, of ending what at the time was about a 12-year playoff drought, I think, something like that. Yeah. And uh, I think the Rams were having a bad year that, that, that year and we, we did everything we could to lose the game and eventually we succeeded uh, in losing and it sort of ended our playoffs for, for another year. So I think that was, that was the week after, I think we Packers and we sacked Aaron Rodgers in the in for a safety to like basically end the game. And it was like, oh, that's this is it. The drought's coming to an end. And then we go and lose in the Rams. I think the next the next week. So yeah, predictions yeah, predictions make make fools out of all of us. Go go find all the Bills journalists and what they said when Josh Allen got drafted. They've all like they've all owned up to it. They've all come back. There's barely a single Bills journalist had a good word to say about Josh Allen when he was drafted. But, but also yeah, as well. I think this sport more than any other, it's impossible to predict. Like, yeah. you know, I've been doing preseason prep research. A lot of the stuff I read, this sort of same previews every year, and a lot of them literally open up with, "We got." It doesn't matter what the team. Well, we couldn't have been more yeah. wrong. Like, oh, we yeah. couldn't have been yeah. more wrong. We couldn't. Have, like, it's impossible. It's impossible because I think as well in the NFL, there's so much reliance on the data when it comes to formulating previews and all the rest of it. But so often, analytics goes out the window, and it's actual yeah. moments on a football field so it's that's why we love it right it's so unpredictable yeah, exactly. absolutely exactly so i mean hannah thank you very much for for yes. coming on the show for for previewing the rams for us for for talking bills and obviously talking the international series as well for everyone that's watching this because obviously it's going out on youtube and actually listening where can people find you on the um Are we live? no we're not live no <laughs> no we're not <laughs> <laughs> we're oh, not yeah. live no it's just pre-recording <laughs> yeah don't worry it's going to be some kind of live thing in the top corner was like what is this a live thing <laughs> no, um, sorry it's, it's yeah um, yeah <laughs> I'm at Hannah J Wilkes on Instagram and Twitter and you can see me across Sky Sports on a multitude of things nine ball pool next week if anyone wants to watch European Ooh. Open oh nice. I love it yeah 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 no. Good. That's good. Looking forward to it. And thank you, actually, Matt. Thank you for schooling me on my own team's draft picks. Always appreciate some extra help getting the right. facts and figures and info of 32 teams in my head whilst working on other things. <laughs> That's all right. I mean, we've had a, we had a running um, we've got a running thing going on that Robin will actually testify this. Uh, apparently, our other co-host, Mark, actually was the one that um, that made the play and made the push for Kyrie Lamb in the first round. Yeah. Whereas they seem to forget that back in January, I said first round pick will be Kyrie Lamb. And I was on the There is absolutely no evidence that this ever took place. And uh, we think that <laughs> Matt has been working too hard. <laughs> hey, uh, you have to take credit where you can. Even if exactly. no one else can Exactly. I'll, I'll find I'll find the information. I'll put it on there and I'll prove it to them. But they are they're just non-believers. We'll, we'll leave it. <laughs> but no, Hannah, thank you very very much thank for joining so much. us on the um, on the you. red, white, and buffalo blues. Thanks for having me, guys, and go Buffalo. <laughs> Thanks, Hannah. Go Bills. Go Bills. No, go go Bills. You can you can say Smash go some tables. <laughs> Eat some wings. <laughs> You go. You say go round if you want. We'll let you have that. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Whose house? Round house. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You don't know anything about work. You don't know anything about work. No. Huh? That's who we are. Those on three. One, two, three. Yeah.